Salutations to all the nations. Welcome to a suave experience with your boy Darius D. Hopefully you guys are doing well. Hopefully all is well with you. And we're here. Haven't been here for a couple of weeks. I don't believe, but I think it was like two weeks ago. And sorry, I bought that. Obviously, you guys know that I'm in school, and it was pretty hectic because like all <laughs> throughout the semester, starting after uh, October break, it's just been assignment after assignment after assignment. So I do post more so on YouTube, but I try to post here every two weeks. And I also have another podcast uh, called The Christ-like Experience, but I'm going to try to make that at least like once a month or like, twice a month maybe. But this is like the first one. And I have more diversity of topics, and I don't want. I want to do that everyone properly, and have it more in a constructive manner. Because this one is constructive because I've been doing it for two years. So if you guys enjoy this podcast, if you seen or heard of any of my older episodes, please share them with your family and your friends. Also. Please make sure, because I need your help, please make sure you leave a good review on Apple iTunes. That will be deeply appreciated, all right? Trust. We are trying to do our best, our due diligence with that show, or with this show. And, yeah, I'm doing this, doing YouTube, doing a food page. Also, I'm going to try to post on tiktok but i don't even know what i want to post about like sometimes it's going to be about food sometimes it's going to be about fashion and all that stuff so i'm going to just say that it's going to be a channel like a lifestyle uh page from a christian perspective so it's going to be about a plethora of things that i like to talk about so That's definitely what I'm going to be doing on there, all right? And today, you guys know, continuing the series, hopefully I can post another one next week. I think I should be able to because we're on break now. And just to wrap up this series, uh, what God hates, the seven things that God hates found in the book of Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 6, numeral 6, if you speak French or parler en français. And, yo, it takes from the verses, I believe, 16 all the way down to 20. And today, we're talking about feet that runneth quickly into mischief. So that's what we're going to be talking about on this episode. So make sure you stay tuned to figure out what God is referring to in this episode. So without further ado. Let's hop right into it. All right, yo, we're back in the house once again. All right, so we're talking about one of the things that God hates, and that's somebody who is swift into mischief. Now, most of you guys know what mischief is or mischievous. Some of you are mischievous yourself when it came to your childhood. And I know uh, that was a title that my mother would call me. you be like, this mischievous child. I don't know what's wrong with him. But, yo, that's basically what, <laughs> what would take place is 
or the label that you would get is that you are mischievous. So what does it mean to be mischievous? Well, it's another word, uh, synonym for it would be troublemaker. One person that likes to get into trouble or I would like to say in another way, a person that doesn't mind getting into trouble or being problematic or getting into various problems by any means. So, or someone who causes problems and trouble. But the Bible says someone who is swift, who, someone whose feet that are swift into mischief. So, what that means is, I wouldn't even say it's, it's metaphorical, but it's also literal at the same time. It's somebody that goes into problems or who's quick to go into mischievous things. Now, it's not to be confused that like you're going to have problems. Obviously, you're going to have problems, right? That's just life. Jesus said that we will have troubles in this life, all right? But it's of natural troubles, meaning that it's not troubles that we are technically causing on ourselves. It's just troubles that are organic, that happen, or like happenstance, not something that we are going into willfully. And what he means by mischief is things that will actually cause you to sin. So it's mischief in our sense of what mischief is, like trouble, but it also means trouble in a sin state. So for example, like a person who, and I notice this to be true. And let me just say this first before I say, give an explanation is that a lot of times if we grew up in a troubling situation, an uncertain situation, we get accustomed to having these so-called problems and it's part of our life, it's part of our dispositions now. So when things are going great, when you gave your life to Christ and everything was going fine and dandy, you're so used to chaos that you mess it up on purpose because that's what you're used to. So you notice that, and I'm not sure if you guys, well, most of you guys use social media and all that stuff. You see people on Twitter complaining about toxicity and relationships and whatnot. And a lot of the times these guys are these girls, when they get into these relationships, because they have childhood trauma, because they had so many problems growing up, they project their past into the present moment. Even though that person, that man, that woman is fine and dandy for them, it, they're not doing anything wrong. But these people are so used to chaotic lifestyles that even when something is going great and something and they're having a good time, like there's no problem since they're so used to it. And that technically makes them comfortable because that's what they're used to. All right. Because we're creatures of habits. Right. Because they're so used to that, they're going to mess it up on purpose just so that just because they haven't lived a life that didn't have chaotic, uh, that wasn't chaotic for them. So what is interesting is, is that when people run into mischiefs, mischief, we can see that some of them, if you look at their history or look in their past, 
and this doesn't even have to be like childhood trauma. It could just be they constantly made bad decisions and then they came to Christ. And then because Christ is showing them how they ought to live and all that stuff. And part of them, they're not used to that. They're not used to having a peace of mind. So sometimes they run into trouble because that's what they're used to doing. Like I said, we are creatures of habit. So it's funny how that works out. Is like you're, you're you're safe now. Everything's good now. But because you're so used to chaos, you want to go back to chaos. Like the Bible says, the dog returns to his vomit, just how we return to our sin. And that that's a message in itself. Sometimes we just go back to what we're used to because that's just part of our nature, right? Although it's filthy, although God hates it and detests it, that's just something that we understand more so than God's goodness and God's mercy because it's unconceivable to us because it's so good, it's so pure that we have to work towards it. So it's funny when you talk about mischief because a lot of people, they just think about pranks and all these different iterations of what mischief would be meaning. And Christ or God, same person, anyways, they, what the Godhead wants for us to do is to turn away. The Bible says to shun the very appearance of evil. So when you're quick to run into mischiefs, whether mischief, whether it is you going, I don't know, to the club, which is an environment, can somebody please explain to me how some clubs are even open still, but the church is closed? Yeah. Don't understand that logic, but you know, I don't know. This isn't a, this isn't a side now because. If you think about it, I don't know how a strip club or a regular club would be open, but then a church is non-essential, even though you're in on quote-unquote unprecedented time. Wouldn't faith be essential for things to get better? But, all right. You know, I'm just asking the questions here. These guys are just playing around, but it's funny to see that when a person runs into initiative, running into chaos in another sense, that they're leaving the safety or they're leaving the haven that God put them in, they're leaving his uh, control in a sense. Because if you look at it this way, it's like a parent with a child. A lot of the times when you have a kid or if you work with children, you would understand that you want to keep them as safe as possible. They might not understand what they're doing can harm them or hurt, harm other people, but they're curious. Like they say, curiosity kills the cat, right? I'm pretty sure though there's a full version of that line, but it's funny to see that people something could be something can be so simple like simple instruction that that God gives us right but we tend to just go back because we're so used to what God well what we were living like and it's easier that way it doesn't cuz being a christian isn't an easy thing it's very hard because there's a lot of sacrifices that you have to do. 
But actually, here's the full quote. It's from a proverb, actually. It's a curiosity killed the cat, but satisfaction brought it back. Okay. So that's the full one. A lot of these um colloquial sayings that we have, we don't even read the full part of it. So that's interesting to me. But going back to what we're talking about, when it comes to living a life free from sin, a lot of the times we get in a rut, we get in a spiritual rut where like we're struggling with things, certain things start coming back up in our minds and our hearts and we end up struggling with it so much so to the point we end up falling back into our old habits, right? And when a person and most of us, we know people who are quick to run into mischief. Uh, those people in high school that you know that are always causing trouble, always quick to get into fights and altercations, always quick to uh, cuss out the teacher, always quick to get up to their daily shenanigans that they shouldn't have been going into. All these mischiefs. All these shenanigans that we do and that we have and that we want to execute, a lot of it leads down to sin. And that's why he said you can't be quick into mischief. You are supposed to shun the very appearance of evil. If you know that following certain people are going to cause you or cause your flesh to want to do certain things that you know you cannot do, then you might have to unfollow some of these people. For the most part, if you struggle with lust, you can't be following like certain pages that could cause you to lead you to go to one of the uh one of these um explicit websites. And that goes for girls and guys, because the population of women getting into these explicit content websites has gone up significantly within the last decade or so and we have to make sure that we avoid it that we're not running quick into mischief because all these troubles all these mischiefs are not our our own decision that's why he said whose feet runs in quick into mischief right it's our decision it's our choices that we make in order to get into these issues is not a situational circumstance which is organic it just happened like for example a problem arises right but is we're running into the problem and it's kind of like we're just testing god to see like if he can save us again and that's one of the things that we shouldn't do is because he proved his love for us anyways so that we can be free from it so why would we then run back and try to test him again to see if he can save us again because a lot of times we just go back and then we get upset because your consciousness is still not seared if it's not seared with an iron as paul would say that's a good thing that means when you have that consciousness in your head which is still the holy spirit and you feel guilty you feel convicted about what you you've done and you turn to repentance that is a good thing. Although it feels terrible, it's a good thing because we then know for certain that we're still on the right 
side, right? So we can't be quick to run into missions and cause a lot of problems for ourselves that would cause us to fall into sin, cause us to harm other people. Because when it comes to sin, it's vertical and it's horizontal. It affects people. So your relation to people and it also affects your relation with God. So either way, you're going to affect somebody else. And definitely you're going to affect yourself because it distances you from God. And it also corrupts your nature uh, if you've been saved. It also corrupts your your mind. It corrupts certain, and actually depending on what sin it is, because not all sins are equal. And what I mean by that is that the Bible talks about the different types of sin. All right, and I'm going to bring it up. So there's text. Uh, So there's different types of sin. No, 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 no. Yeah. All right, one second, folks. Yeah, so like when it comes to sin, a lot of times you hear that. A lot of times we think that all sin is treated the same. All sin, all we know, it separates us from God, but at the same time, Sin, different sins have different consequences, right? And this is what it is. So in 1 Corinthians 6 and 18, Paul is writing to the Church of Corinth. And we know that with studying Corinth at that time, even if you look outside of the Bible and study Greek history, you would know that Corinth was a very sexual, sexually immoral place at that time. And there was a lot of... Wickedness that was going on, and this is what Paul had to say to that church: is free fornication. Every other sin which a man doeth is outside the body, but he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. So, how this relates to mischief is he's telling you to run away. As I mentioned before, God says, "Shun the very appearance of evil." Now, obviously, this is not subjected only to sexual or inclinations or sexual desires but it's also with drunkenness and uh, covetousness and lasciviousness and all these different other s's <laughs> that the bible messages messages throughout itself so we know that we're supposed to run away from it when we know that we're not supposed to run towards it so that's why god hates that because when you run into these problems then you just have to circle back and then repent especially in the that time period when it was written where it was basically sacrificing of lambs and uh, turtle doves and all these different things we know that god is not for these things it's an abomination to him and he breaks up the different types of sins all right there's like 
transgressions, iniquities, abominations, basically things that he really detests throughout a whole period of time. And when it comes to this subject matter in in specific, we have to understand that when he's talking about a man who sins or for every other sin a man does is outside the body. So he's talking about lying and stealing and obviously murder. All these things that we do, we do outside the body. But all these other things, especially fornication, you're sinning against yourself. Meaning, and that's why he talks about um, it being immoral, that the moral man does sin outside the body. Because when you sin against your own body, your own flesh, it's expedient to death in a way. Because when you're out here and you're promiscuous and you're having sex with all these different people or you're doing unnatural things to your own body is going to affect you. We know that the wages of sin is death, right? But certain sins are going to accelerate to death, right? Because if you think about lying, if you lie, depending on who you're lying to, if you're lying, it's not going to be as detrimental to your own body than it is if you're constantly drinking or you're constantly taking drugs or you're having a lot of uh, unprotected sex or even sex in general, right? It's going to affect your body more so. And depending what type of sex you're doing, it's going to be worse for you. So that's why he makes it clear that there's different types. So I just want to make sure you guys know I might do an episode on my other podcast talking about that, but um, it's interesting to see how people can just say like all sin is equal the same is not. All right, it's pretty clear because there's two sins that are unforgivable anyways: is unforgiveness and the other one is blaspheming the Holy Ghost. So then, how are all of them the exact same? Because you're not even doing the exact action too. So it's not the exact same. What they mean is that all sin is sin and separates you from God, but they're not the exact same. I'm not saying that one is better, because that's just saying it in a humanistic standpoint, how we have our criminal system. But there are there is a difference and there are certain ramifications. And sometimes God describes them in more expressive language than he does to the other ones. But they're all equal of death, if that all makes sense. But going back into mischief, you don't want your child, if you're a parent, to get into mischief. You don't want to get the call from the police officer and when they're older. Or you don't want to get the call from the principal that your, your child is causing mischief. It's one thing that we as humans don't even like ourselves. We don't like when our loved ones get in trouble, how much the more God, how much he would rather you stay away from mischief, stay away from these issues, these problems that he's trying to deliver you from, than to run into it willingly and then get, making a mess of yourself and then he has to clean you up. He wants you to be delivered from it. So that's why he doesn't like people running into trouble, running into mischief, causing a mess not only for them 
but no, not only for themselves, but also for other people as well. So we have to think about this logically, think about it biblically, understand why he's saying these things. If you need clarification, obviously there's a lot of resources that you can find, but your best resource or your best person to inquire these inform like inquire these information from is your pastor. Obviously, I'm gonna say this loud and clear. You need a pastor. If you don't have one and you're a believer or you're new to the faith, I would recommend you go to a church. I'm gonna say certain denominations aren't that great, but pray about it. If you want God to lead you, he's gonna use people to help you and that's what it's going to be because no matter how you spin it you're gonna need somebody um jesus when he came here he had his disciples and he's teaching them and he's growing them in the faith later on we found out when paul was a lot older and he was matured because before you even was preaching, you had to go back and learn. So it's funny how these guys get saved all of a sudden, and then they become ministers. It's like, bro, like Paul, I think he was waited 14 years before he even opened his mouth because he had to get it right. But that's a story for another day. But everybody needs to have like a teacher or someone to show them the way. For me, it is my pastor, and also it's my father. And like my grandfather and et cetera, and my other mentors. But you're gonna have to have accountability. You're gonna have to have an authority. God is always about authority because if you can't respect earthly authority, how can you respect a heavenly authority either that you cannot see? So if you can barely follow instructions on what people are telling you in the earth, then He can't entrust you to lead other people. He can't entrust you to do his bidding if you can't follow his authority that he chose over you which is basically you're spitting in his face saying that he doesn't know what he's doing by choosing these people and at the same time i would say to you guys like if you don't have a church pray about it listen to what god is leading you to and i'm not going to tell you to go to a, a certain denomination most of the denominations are fine it's just differences in opinion but you pray about it you go to that church and you pick that leader make sure when you go to the church and i know if you're doing it god's way he's not going to lead you astray that the church is biblically sound it's not trendy i'm tired of seeing these trendy instagram pastors i don't care about your jordans i don't care about your yeezys i don't care that you can wear a chain i don't care about your fade don't care that you have fear of god clothing i have all those things already myself doesn't make me qualified to preach the gospel okay that doesn't qualify you all right because if it was then the greatest prophet of all time which is john the baptist wouldn't be wearing camel's clothing and eating locusts and wild honey don't think that would have been the case so don't get caught up with these hype guys who are trending on instagram and tiktok don't fall for it because these guys a lot of them, if you actually ask them questions about scripture, they can't even tell you. One guy that I would recommend to you guys is G. Craig Lewis, and another one is Vodi Bakum. And rest in peace, um, 
I think it's Ravi Zacharias. He, you can watch some of his sermons. And I also like R.C. Sproul for his teachings as well, when he's also passed on. But the first two I mentioned, these guys are still alive. They preach the absolute truth, absolute gospel, word-based. That's the only thing that matters. Don't worry about the flashing lights. Don't worry about the different type of songs that they sing, the different album albums that these so-called churches keep releasing and pumping out. None of that matters. All the thing that matters is God, God's truth and the salvation and the personhood of Jesus Christ and the Godhead and that you are not in your sinful state, but you get saved and you repent, you get baptized, you get filled with the Holy Spirit and you've been regenerated and you move towards a life of holiness and righteousness. It's the only thing that matters. I'm not saying it's going to be easy. I'm going to say it's hard, but try you guys to avoid mischief. Make sure that if you see something that's mischievous, all right, and I'm not saying that you won't have problems either. I got to clarify that because I don't want you guys to just think, oh, I'm running into mischiefs because I got a problem. No, it's you're running into problems or causing problems yourself. You're running into troubles. You're running into mischiefs. And you know, and you will know because you're a reasonable person and you have rat rationality. God put it inside of you to make that to make choices and have decisions you are rational right most of you i hope we are rational people so all i'm saying to you guys today is just make sure make sure you don't run into mischiefs try to avoid it at all costs try to live life according to scripture and you guys know what adjustments that, adjustments that you would have to make if you guys have a pastor and he doesn't approve of what I've said to you guys, listen to him because he is your spiritual leader. I'm not going to say anything against it because there's order in scripture. There's order in the Bible and God isn't a God of chaos, but he puts order into chaos. He makes chaos go away and he brings order and peace. That's what he does. So if I've said anything that they do not agree with and you can send it to them or whatever, and they don't agree with what I said, that's completely fine. Listen to what I'm saying. Uh, hopefully, they are biblical. Hopefully, they are sound. But I'm just telling you, out of respect for the God we serve, I'm not going to tell you anything contrary to Scripture. I'm not going to say to you guys to listen to me over your pastor because that's unbiblical, number one, and I'm not going to do that for, to you guys. And number two, it's not my place. <laughs> I'm just a kid. Who's 22 from Ajax, Ontario, who's just ecstatic about the scripture and wants to just explain certain things about it. So definitely always listen to your spiritual authority unless they are going against scripture. Then you got to pick up your bags and leave for sure. And that's not what Didi said. That's what the Bible said. So hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode. Hopefully it was um, informing to you guys. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, make sure you hit me up on Instagram, underscore DD, the suave kid, number 15, underscore DD, the suave kid, 15. Hit me up there. Make sure you leave a good review on Apple iTunes. Follow me on Spotify. Run this up. Share this if you're interested. 
all of this stuff. And if you have any suggestions, also hit me up in the DMs because it does go down in there. I'm just joking. It doesn't go down. It goes up. <laughs> I'm just joking. But with that said, this has been your boy, Dirty D, signing off once again. So just chill, just chill till the next episode because your boy, Dee is definitely out of here.